Hi, I'm Andras Jones, and I'd like to let you know about a little show we're doing in L.A. the week this episode with Bloody Death Skull comes out. On Thursday, January 11th, I'll be hosting a night of music at The Cinema Bar at 3967 Sepulveda Boulevard in Culver City. We'll be celebrating the unofficial soft release of the new Radio 8 Ball app with a night of music from several songwriters that fans of Radio 8 Ball already know and love. Folks like Colleen Green... Bart Davenport. For the sensitive, it's so hard to live, and the callous all succeed. Take a look around at this world I've found, like a lost work of be. It's a grown-up time for me. And Cooper Walker's band Walker and Company, featuring keyboardist Marshall Thompson. as well as Myrna, Bloody Death Skull, and other surprise guests. I'll be starting things off with a set of my own songs at 8pm, so don't be late, and the whole thing is free, and 21 and over. That's Thursday, January 11th, at the Cinema Bar in Culver City, California. And now, let the musical divination begin. But I just keep running on. This is Bobby Hill, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Androsh Jones. I said good day, Sheriff. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with Bloody Death Skull. Bloody Death Skull. And we have gone through seven, count them, seven musical divinations here on Radio 8 Ball using Bloody Death Skull's music as the oracle fodder. And now we are down to the last question on the board, or the last song on the board. And uh, that last song is, what is that last song? Willia William. Willia William. Willia William. And that is going to be the answer to Bloody Death Skulls, to Diana's question. And I'm going to get the envelope here she gave to me, and we'll just open it up. And... The question is, do ghosts exist, and is that evidence of the existence of God? And now the answer 
Willia William. to Diana's own question. Do ghosts exist? And is that evidence of the existence of God? Um, well, uh, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. It just kind of appeared in my mind. William, 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 William. Maybe I was thinking of like Wanda Jackson and the those love songs or, you know, love songs of the 50s and 60s and and I guess it uh, it kind of became bloody death scold because of, you know, wanting to marry William and promising not to ask for ransom, like as if I'm hold, I've tied him up and I'm keeping him captive. Like, is there, who is the William? Oh, I don't know. Just William. You just liked the, the William, 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 yeah. William. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's a, are there any. Are there any go? Do do you know any people who have passed on who are named William? Hmm. I don't know, but I think one of them came to visit me in the middle of the song. Suddenly, I was trying to. Oh, maybe. Um, maybe Charles Manson came in, grabbed my throat a little bit, right when I was saying, "I love you like Charles Manson." Love Susan Sarandon. I like choked. Now, do you know that man is was Manson dead? I know, but was he really into Susan Sarandon? Or no, that's just the one. The names that came out of my mouth. I was thinking about Charles Manson today, so. So there you go. So he was haunting both of us. Yeah. Um, I don't. It was. It was something that I was trying to think about how if I there's a way I could talk about it on the show, and have it make sense because it makes sense in my mind. Well, uh, now you don't have to try so hard. I was thinking about the, the my question about being in crisis and about the entertainment of crisis, and like the way that when bad things happen to. Not everyone, but there are some public figures whose stories are horrific, but they somehow become the stuff of punchlines. Like Charlie Man- Charles Manson is not, there's nothing funny about Charles Manson. And at the same time, I've seen some, some great jokes about Charles Manson. And I just used comedy. him to describe true love. Right, right. He be, so that, that idea that Charles Manson is a comic character 
in some ways. And and yet at the same time, the idea that he is, is offensive to like, well, to people that we killed or he actually, they would say he didn't actually kill anyone. He got other people right. to kill. Although I'm sure he killed some but people. Humor but. is a coping mechanism. It's, it's, it's actually very positive psychologically to, to lighten, you know, crisis and um, trauma by finding a light, a lighter side. Like that's how people deal. You know, that is one way that people deal with things that are scary or bad things that happen or things that are incomprehensible. I mean, that's why comedy is so beloved by all. Tragedy plus time. Mm. Uh, Charles does, Manson. No, well, well if, well, if ghosts, if ghosts, if the existence of ghosts proved the existence of God, then the creation of ghosts would, could be seen as like a sacred act. It's like the crazy, this is where we get into religious fanaticism and the missionaries who would kill people so that they could send them to God. Saint them. Yeah. You will be cleaned in the blood, Mm -hmm. right? Which has driven a lot of the, of our culture in a lot of ways, just in the, wow, there's many rabbit holes we could go down here. (laughs) Well, this is where, this is the thing is when we get to the end of one of these, I feel like it feels a little bit like the end of a psychedelic trip. Like we've gone to so many places. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like we've been through something together now. You know, Definitely. We run into each other on the street. We'll be like people who are trapped in an elevator together. Like, <laughs> yeah, we did that that one night. <laughs> yeah. At least there were snacks. <laughs> yeah, at least there were snacks. Um, yeah, and I don't, and again, this is me just sort of feeling around this answer because I don't know if like, does the existence of ghosts prove the existence of God? I don't. I don't know. It's like the Stanley Kubrick thing when he, people ask him about The Shining. And he's like, well, it is kind of a positive movie because if there are ghosts, that means there's an afterlife. Right. True. But also, I mean, also, that's one way. And then another way I think about how if we create ghosts and we create God in terms of the language, you know, right. to describe certain phenomenon, whether it helps us keep keep us in line or to help us feel connected to things we've lost or, you know, so that we avoid dark places at night, um, all that. And then also so that we have the sort of moral compass guiding us through life, through all the weird stuff that happens and the bad and the good. Ghosts and God sort of function in similar ways to how people, to keeping people in a sort of bubble that they can live in and mm-hmm. contain and and dis- understand and contain and describe reality. Now, it's actually, I mean, wouldn't they be sort of exclusive, like not, uh, well, if you believe in heaven, if, if God means the existence of heaven and hell, then do you believe in, then do you believe in ghosts too? Would that, yeah. What, the, where do go, where do ghosts fit in that? Yeah. You know, that's, th- a, that's a good, that's the question. That it was that well, was, that's one part of that. I feel like this question, it just kind of depends on how you want to address it. There's many ways. That's one way that we could definitely be talking about it. Um, you know, coming out, it's like kind of working out from the outside in as opposed from the inside out. Um, I don't know. I really have a trouble. I guess for me, maybe the, the question comes from a place where like I find that like I believe in like nothing anymore. I don't believe in the religion I was brought up with. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in anything. Am I just like kind of fumbling through the universe? I wish I I wish I could believe convince myself to believe in something, but I feel like more and more all that is breaking apart and I wonder that if 
all of a sudden I'm going to have this breakthrough where if I strip myself of everything, I can finally figure out what's worth believing in and, I don't know, have some kind of epiphany. I think that's where the question comes from for me. Shakespeare. That's what it is. Yeah. William Shakespeare, to be or not to be. Oh, there you go. That is a connection. That is the question, right? I mean, yeah. do I make myself a ghost? Do I continue to be in this body, in this planet, in this existence? Do I go another day, suffer the slings and arrows and da 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 and all that? Or do I choose not? Do I choose to be to find out? Will I be a ghost? Will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? Will there be nothing to be or not to be? It's a, you know, uh, Nietzsche said, it's the only serious question as to whether or not to kill yourself. Because if you choose not to kill you, if you choose to continue, if you, because we all have the choice, we can step in front of a bus. You know, we, that's, that is where we have agency. And if you choose not to, then life continues. And, and does that mean you believe in something or does that just mean you didn't want to die? I, I don't know. That's... It's the question. Mm-hmm. Both sh- and your song is "Will You, William?" Yeah. So it's almost like the ghost asking back to, like William Shakespeare gives us this question: "To be or not to be?" And then the ghost of your son in your song is saying, "Well, will you, William? Will you? Mm-hmm. Will you? Will you? And the and will you be or will you not be?" Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that's. I think again. Questions answered answers question. We don't ever, we never, we rarely actually answer a question here, uh, but we feel it, feel around it. And by the time we get to the end of this show, it's sort of like that question is so mixed in to all of the other questions we've asked, mm-hmm. you know, time travel, immortality, the crisis and the chrysalis, the archetype of the sacred prostitute, what we do for money, what we do to survive, the death of institutions that we loved and now hate, all of these things, uh, they're, you know. Immortal nature of our soul, even. Right. Yeah. (sighs) It's a lot of of ideas bouncing around in your bloody death skull. Oh, yeah. That's right. So what can you, before we let you go, what's the origin of that name? Well, in one way, I was just trying to think of what was the most extreme thing and also the essence of all things, and that was Bloody Death Skull. And I knew that, you know, whatever music I make would have a shred of childishness or innocence to it, um, but it also would you know, I'm not afraid of sort of taboo things and darkness and all that stuff. So it just made sense. Like, I'm not a scary band. I am just a bloody death skull pulling things out of my my head. It's funny. It reminds me of a painting that was on my wall, the wall in my house when I was a kid. It was a painting that a colleague of my father's made for him of Shakespeare's death mask. Hmm. And it's not there was it wasn't bloody, but I spent all this time looking at this painting, this Shakespeare's death mask, death mask, death mask, and death skull. You know Shakespeare's death mask, bloody desks, death skull. Sometimes well, me and Shakespeare, we must just be on the same thing. Yeah, I did take a lot of Shakespeare back in school. Yeah, was there any? Did any of them particularly like? Did you enjoy any of oh, them? Oh, I, I mean, I must have because I did. You know, obviously in. Uh, high school and stuff like that but then i did like 
I did Shakespeare one and Shakespeare two at Columbia University, the class. So that was like very intense Shakespeare. And it's weird. Like, I don't even think about it anymore, but something must have, you know, got in that. So you didn't mind. mean that you weren't thinking of Shakespeare at all when you said William Williams? I don't know. Maybe I was. On a, on How a subconscious would I know? level. You know? Right. Yeah, I, I like channeling. to be very um, open to what comes out. I, the, the whole Bloody Deskal thing, sort of, I wanted to adhere to, like, the principle of no filter, like, Dadaist, um, just, like, allowing what comes out to come out because it makes more sense probably than my trying to control the meaning or, or the words that, that I say. And in the end, a lot of times, like, I'll write a song and I can't even believe that it just comes out and it's and it's all yeah. whole. I love that. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. That's how you end up with a lot of songs about prostitutes because apparently there's a lot of that in my head. <laughs> Is it? Do you want? Do you want to talk about that? About no, that? I mean, we did though. We yeah. talked about it a lot. Uh, there's a there's a cool show on Feral Audio called Obsessed, and there's a then maybe that's why I thought because there's someone who is a one. There's all these people who are obsessed about different things like Twin Peaks, mm. gaming, mm-hmm. and one of them was prostitution. It was a woman who had some like I feel like. I think she would probably really love your music, I and you might that, yeah. really like her podcast. I think it's a. I, I think it's more like. I'm I'm truly interested in what how what we do what we do what we don't do and the extremes of existence um and like shattering my innocence not shattering my innocence but protecting my innocence like it's this little thing that I like carry around and uh, and I have to it's like my innocence is this fragile ball that I'm always having to carry on my person and make sure that it's not destroyed and maybe like um, I I become fascinated by these sort of what to me are extremes because it's like in a way I'm like I have to like dive in and, and still have to protect the ball if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Prison too. I think there's something you know I wish I knew that whole to be or not to be speech. But I feel like there's something in the to be or not to be speech that is about that, about protecting that core to whether to engage and thereby lose or something. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure that that's all that, you that Shakespeare, you know, scholars out there are just shaking your head and like doesn't even know the most basic speech. Yeah. Don't talk about the master if you don't know. Um, well, it's been a it's this has been a, a, a very potent and uh, I, I hope challenging to our listeners uh, episode because I feel like we've we've gone into some terrain that I was uh, that I didn't know we would get to and some that I thought we might touch on that we ended up just going full bore into. And as I said, I didn't know your music before and I love getting to know an artist this way. It's. Uh, it's really intense, and I'll be now listening to your music and the editing process for over the next two or three weeks. I'll hear all of these songs many, many times, <laughs> and I'll I will. Let then, me know which one sticks in your head. I'll then go back and be like, <laughs> "Why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say that? It was so obvious." And you out there listening to this will probably be the one saying, "Why didn't he get that? It's so obvious." Uh, but that's why you're that's why you're you're listening so that you can correct us in uh, in our interpretations. Because while we're doing this, it, and I get caught up in just 
the experience and then just getting to know this person and uh, and the people who, who participate here. So um, before we let you go, we're going to post all your links and anything and everything. But is there anything particularly in your artistic output that you think people should really get to know or be aware of? Well, <clears throat> <clears throat> I um, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> it was Charles Manson came back from my throat again. <laughs> um, uh, Is that a Manson in your throat? Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, right now I've been focusing on writing new songs, and um, I'm kind of really into the idea of making videos more than kind of worrying—not worrying, but focusing more on creating a, a whole thing rather than uh, kind of focusing on playing shows. I I love, like, all kinds of art. Um, I've made a few stop-motion videos for uh, with Barbies um, for a few Blood Dust Skull songs for Girls Like You and for a song I didn't play today called Betsy's Back, and I would definitely check those out because um, I think that I'm going into, like, a video zone now. Excellent. Well... Check those out, and uh, thank you for being a part of Radio 8 Ball. Thank you for having me. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show.